Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Six Figure Side Hustle Podcast. I am here today with Allison McLean, the business coach to wellness entrepreneurs. You got it. Hi, Allison. Thank you for joining us today. Um, so, you know, my first question is, what does a business coach to wellness entrepreneurs do? <laughs> yes, love it. Direct. Uh, essentially, I help the wellness entrepreneur, which can be many facets of people, a yoga teacher, health coach, combination of, um, I'm also a physical therapist. So, healthcare provider that's more in the cash-based side of things, grow a profitable business. Okay, cool. Thank you for uh, clearing that up just so we all uh, are on the same page. Um, so let's journey back a little bit. How did you get involved or what led you to this um, choice in careers? Yeah, so... I started off as a massage therapist 20 years ago and evolved into becoming a physical therapist. So I have my doctorate in physical therapy and also becoming a yoga teacher and certified yoga therapist. And I did that for a number of years. I had my own brick and mortar clinic, which is successful. And during that time, I started getting requests to, oh, I love your business. Can you show me how to start my own business? So then I added in business coaching as well. And essentially also during that time, I learned a lot uh, because I was working a lot around the clock, evenings and weekends. And I ended up having a health diagnosis at that time that opened my eyes to, okay, you can be profitable, but if you don't have your health or you're not seeing your family, what's the point? So I had to restructure my business and now I'm actually more profitable than before while working less hours. So that's also what I bring into my coaching. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like, um, a lot of entrepreneurs who think, you know, I have to give it a hundred percent to my business all the time. And that leaves zero percent for your health or, you know, other things that should be a focus. Um, so you really tried to incorporate a work life balance. Is that yeah. fair? I get some pushback sometimes when I use yeah, that. that term. It, it, it is because, you know, it's elusive. It's always changing. Some weeks work out great where it is maybe that I don't even want to, I don't know the exact percentage. In my mind, I work when my daughter's in school and when she's, and she goes to aftercare 
Uh, for the number of hours after school and aftercare depends on my day or sometimes what her and I have planned together. But essentially, the majority I work between the hours of nine to four or eight to four or something like that. And I have weekends off and and some days we I work a shorter day and I grab her early. It's it, it can vary week to week, but compared to before I used to teach 7:30 a.m. classes so I couldn't even drop her off at school. I taught 8:30 p.m. classes so I couldn't put her to bed. Uh, I led yoga teacher trainings and certifications on the weekends so I wasn't seeing her a lot of weekends. So um, a change to this is 100% better for her, for me, and for the people that I serve because I actually show up more fulfilled, I have more energy, so it's better quality sessions that I actually give now. That's that's interesting because it's completely counterintuitive to what we would think, work less hours and make more money. Um, do you kind of have a little bit of a framework that you um, give your clients and like how to maybe figure out what is the best work-life balance? Like, do you take mm -hmm. them through anything where, you know, maybe- we Yeah, sure. Yeah, walk, we'll walk, break it down. Sure, I call it soul scheduling. So we start there first because I work with two different types of entrepreneurs. The entrepreneur that's just starting out. So maybe they are, it is their side hustle. They have a full or part-time job. And then I also work with entrepreneurs that have been doing it for a number of years and even have a team. Regardless, we start looking at like, okay, what is their schedule currently? And what is their ideal schedule? And we map that out. And then we look at the numbers because the numbers have to match the schedule to be profitable. Uh, so, for example, I had someone that came into my world and she was she didn't want to do number uh, one to one. So private sessions, because she felt like she didn't have enough time to do private sessions and she wanted to launch a membership, which is great. Memberships can be very successful. It's a great way to scale and work with a number of people. However, she wanted to launch a membership at forty nine dollars a month and earn a certain amount of revenue per month while working in this ideal schedule. When we looked at the mapping the two together, the ideal schedule could fit with the membership. But then when we looked at the numbers of how much money she wanted to make per month, her email list didn't support that. The number of people that were on her email list, for example, if she wanted to hit 4K months, $4,000 a month, right so divided by 49 dollars i'll i'll do it right now and i need to use a calculator because my brain isn't so math centric yeah, I, right I that's calculator. <laughs> it's 81 81 clients a month she would have to enroll and her email list had 300 su subscribers on it so it's not a match. She could possibly do it one month if she had a very high open rate, a very engaged market. They were very active and she for sure could do that one month, but to do it again and again and again, it's not sustainable. So at that point, then we have to revisit things. 
what does she want to prioritize? What is the most important to her? Is it bringing in the 4,000 a month? Is it, is it the schedule that she wants to maintain? Or is it the membership? But right now, all can't be done at the same time. So what do we want to prioritize? And then keeping that ideal vision for the big picture, meaning we can do it at some point, just not right now, all of them. So uh, that's the point where entrepreneurs sometimes get a little sticky because they want it all right now. <laughs> I think, yes, definitely that is true. We want it all right now. And speaking of my own self, and this is very helpful for me, we don't even really ask ourselves those three questions you just kind of asked for. What are your, we kind of all have an income goal in mind, but we never mm -hmm. have a scheduling goal because we've been trained that, you know, like sleep when you're dead, you know, <laughs> you know, like work, work, work to get mm -hmm. to this level. And then once you reach this level, you know, then maybe you could take a break or that's at least the picture of success. Yeah, exactly. I'll be happy when I'm successful. I'll rest when I'm successful. And the problem with that is it leads to burnout and exhaustion because it's just not sustainable. We're human beings, not robots. So it's learning how to bring the happiness and the rest while you're growing your business because then it's scalable it's sustainable and this does not mean like i mean you still have to work right you still have it, i think sometimes also we make it so black and white either i'm gonna like do nothing and and live this lavish lifestyle where i'm traveling all the time and bring in money somehow uh or i'm working around the clock when really it's like you you got to put your butt in the seat or, you know, behind the treatment table, if that's what you do, and actually put the hours in. At the same time, you got to have a, a, a stop point, like, and, and be like, okay, at three o'clock, I'm turning off my entrepreneurial brain. I'm going to go pick my kid up from school. And now I'm in mom mode. And it's just like having that ability to do that. Yeah, it's almost, dare I say, a discipline to be able to do that because yeah. there's always going to be an email that comes through or a call mm -hmm. that comes through you're like oh this will only take a second let me yes. just do this now and get it out the way and then you know there's always a never-ending list of things that you can find to do but 100 percent, you hold your clients accountable to their themselves and their scheduling it sounds like yeah yeah and it's and for them, because we meet an hour a week, I do one-to-one -one right now. And I do provide uh, texting support via Slack in between so they can reach out to me if they get stuck. But ultimately, they have to understand the why they would want to, because it's uncomfortable, right? To implement like a boundary that may be new to them, like not checking the, because we have urges, we're, we're, we're wired through feedback to like check our phone continuously uh, or Facebook, because it's just like right now we're getting a positive feedback loop from it. So to, to not go feed into the urge, I, I should say, and, and be completely present with your child, for example, sometimes in the beginning, it feels uncomfortable because it's different and new. 
And your nervous system maybe even interpret that as being unsafe. And you want to go back to the hustle mode. But you have to remember the why and redirect your brain to being like, nope, I have a process for checking emails tomorrow. It'll get done. I trust myself to come back to work and get all that I need to get done, done in the, the work time that I have scheduled. So right now I can be present. And then you, you retrain your nervous system. You retrain your brain. Yeah, can you speak a little bit more to that? I found that really mm -hmm. interesting when you said that kind of shutting it off mm -hmm. is going to activate something in your nervous system. Mm -hmm. and, and I maybe that's what I'm feeling sometimes when it's like, okay, I'm going to enjoy a movie. And then it's like, but what else could I be doing? You uh -huh. know, this need to, I guess, always be productive. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it could be happening on the nervous system level. Yes, exactly. So much is the nervous system. I think this really is the new frontier of science. It's already in a lot of the healing and coaching modalities. And for sure, it'll play in um, business world. So if, if someone is trying to unwind with their partner and watch a Netflix movie, for example, and their brain is just going, like it could be, it's, it's asking yourself why. So first of all, for me personally, what I do is if I, I try to name the emotion of what I'm feeling, which is very different for me because I, I used to just like push it all to the side or try to resist it. So is it guilt that I'm feeling like, spending this luxurious time with my partner unwinding and just relaxing is it guilt that i'm feeling that i didn't do enough is it um fear of being lazy like what is it for yourself what emotion you're feeling name it feel it in your body and then track down the why because sometimes if you can track down the why of the, th the thought, for example, or a belief, like sometimes it's a money story. So it could be like fear of not doing enough because you won't bring in enough money then. Um, and, and that's leading to scarcity. Then you can, when you know the why, the thought or the belief behind it, then you can solve for that. And that I usually do like, uh, not when I'm doing a Netflix movie, what I usually do is I have journals like all around my house or sometimes at that point, if I don't get sucked into my phone, I'll jot a, knot in my, a note in my phone. Usually I'll just text myself like I was feeling guilty because I was uh, thought I didn't do enough that day, for example. I wasn't productive enough that day. Then when I come back to like my self-coaching time or journaling time, or maybe I'll bring it to my own coach, like then I'll like work it through during that time um, outside of watching Netflix. But at least I know if I have it out of my head and written down, I can figure it out later. And that allows me to be more present, grounded and calm with my partner. Uh, the other thing that can happen in the moment is like, a thought will come up like, okay, I'm just being lazy. And then I'll think about it. And I'm like, that's just such a crock of bullshit, really. Because like, I, I worked 
a lot this week. I got so I signed clients. I was on a podcast. Like I got some consults. Like there's no reason why I should be beating myself up for relaxing right now. Like I don't need to believe that story at all. So if you know, like if you just take the time to investigate, then you'll know one way or the other. Okay, I can work through this at another point. Maybe it's from a generational story I've learned from my parents. Maybe it's from like uh, my own experiences in life. I'm having these thoughts or beliefs and I can work it through myself or with a coach. Or I can just decide like, that's silly. I don't need to think that right now. It makes no sense. That's a very interesting framework for working through some of these issues that you like it doesn't really come up when you're reading all these great business books and stuff like mm-hmm. you know how to uh, overcome some of these things how mm-hmm. to be present um and you don't realize how important that is until you're getting this negative feedback for your family like yeah watch the movie but you're on your phone or yeah you know you get these and you're like i'm just trying to work to provide for the family (laughs) think that you're doing the right thing but you feel guilty like you Mm -hmm. when you're at work you feel guilty for not being with your family and when you when you're with your family you feel like you're not being productive and not achieving the end goal um 100 percent. yeah it's that catch 22 yes yeah a hundred percent and and it is it it's it's, it's a skill. It's a skill. And it's a skill we're not taught in, in school. We're not taught growing up. Like our, the books, like you say, teach us like, or, you know, uh, preach, like be present, be present, you know, stop the phone, put your, but then you got to like actually take it that layer deeper and, and sort these feelings, thoughts, and beliefs out. And that is the key to maintaining it. That, um, yeah, that's very useful. Those are definitely some tips that I will employ. I was laughing when you said you text yourself because I text myself all the time <laughs> to remember things, you know, like, oh, don't forget to return uh-huh. to this. So I thought that was a really good tip to, yeah. um, you know, feel the feeling, but then kind of work back through it. Um, and you also mentioned that you have a coach and that's something mm-hmm. I always like to explore because I see common themes of successful people still getting guidance and coaching support. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So could you speak a little bit to that? Cause I think people huh. think there's a success level or a monetary level where you should just be okay to do things on your own. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's funny because my habit, I, you know, in the beginning, when I first started my business, I would kind of ask my husband, I'm like, I, I'm going to invest in this coach. What do you think? And now I just tell him. <laughs> but in the beginning, I, he used to be like, when does this coaching stuff end? Like, when do you learn what you needed to learn? Like, when does it stop? And Now I just tell him I'm investing in this and this coaching is not stopping (laughs) because, and you know, in the beginning it was harder because I didn't really have the results, but now like he sees like I'm more profitable. I work less. I'm happier. I'm healthier. So, and I tell him like the reason why I'm here is because I continued with the coaching. If I stop the coaching, then I mean, there's one thing of like taking a break, you go through a life circumstance and like maybe you need a few months off or just to integrate and process things or, 
what whatever but it, it's that is different from like stopping completely and essentially in my mind if i were to say i'm done with coaching i've learned all that i needed to learn that means i stop my own growth and at no point do i want to stop my own growth because if i stop my own growth then the growth of my business will stop because i for sure see a direct correlation from my business growth and my self evolution growth and and just general business tactics right for me coaching means learning business tactics and working on my mindset and and letting go of past stories or beliefs or thoughts that no longer serve me it is that combination so maybe you might decide to stop if you feel that you've achieved all that you wanted to achieve in business and have no more room to grow which i find is on the very select few but the coaches that i choose to work with they're at multi-million dollar levels and they still have their own coaches and they're continuing to grow so that's kind of the model that i'm behind yeah i definitely agree with you um and you brought up a really interesting um i guess thing that a lot of entrepreneurs or people going down this path may have had this same conversation with their spouse or significant other where you're investing 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 in yourself and your growth and the monetary results aren't there and that's causing friction mm -hmm. so can you um it seems like you know you guys made it through very successfully and now you're mm -hmm. on the other side so when you have that money coming in it's easy to be like well mm -hmm. you know this is a but before it before you reach any monetary results and you're still putting mm -hmm. out money can you go through kind of how you were able to work through and maybe you know i know we all need tips on this because when you're um, yeah when yeah it's a hard conversation to have <laughs> yeah a hundred percent so you know in the beginning if you're just starting out or even if you've been in business for years so i remember i hired a coach for a year so i did two rounds with her and I went in thinking that my goal with her was to make more money. But at that time, that's when I was hustling. So I was teaching that 7 a.m. class, the, the evening class. I was teaching on the weekends. And there was, no, there was no way I could make more money. I did not have that energetic capacity to hold the space for more people. Like, I just didn't. And so that was actually blocking me making more money. So when I worked with her for a year, I had to, it took me almost a year uh, to clean up my schedule. And the reason why it took me a year is because the primary source of my leads were from all those classes I was teaching in those trainings. So I had to phase them out sequentially. Otherwise I would dry up my, my lead source. So for me, that took a while. For others, it might take a much shorter time. But during that year, it, it, the first six months, for sure, my revenue did not grow. It, it stayed the same. It might have even dropped some because I was shifting through the plateaus. And it could have been easy to look at the coaching and say, oh, it's not working. And that is only if you're you, comparing the result of your coaching, the only result is revenue. So you have to be clear when you go into coaching as being like, what is the result I want for this coaching? And discussing it with, with your coach. So 
for me, when I onboard a new client, the first thing we do in the first couple of sessions is really clarify those goals. And we have number goals. And then we also have like our self-concept goals, which may be learning how to shut off our entrepreneurial brain, going back to that other conversation. Um, and it's being clear that sometimes that the number goals and our self-concept goals don't happen at the same time. But as long as you're progressing in one of those or both of those, then you know that the coaching is working. However, there is a difference that if you do invest and you're not seeing that progress in either one of those, then maybe you do have to talk to the coach and something isn't working. Maybe that program or that coach or how you're implementing it or not implementing, it's not a good fit um, or, or something needs to be shifted right? Because you do want to see a return on your investment. You don't want to just invest blindly. So when you are investing, you do want to see a return. But just know that the return isn't always financial. And you want to be clear on that for yourself. Also, sometimes there's a lag time. So for example, one of the first masterminds I invested in, I didn't have the money to invest in it at that time. So I was always playing catch up, meaning I, I'd put it on a credit card or I'd take it out of savings and invest in it. And then I would make it back that month. <laughs> and I did that for, I gave myself six months or you can say a year. I, I did that for nine months and then I blew it out of the water. I started doubling and tripling my income, but there was a lag time. So that's up to you and your risk tolerance. Like how, how much do you want to give yourself in that lag time? Are you more on the conservative end or can you be okay with playing the catch up game and, and then put a deadline on the catch up game? How long do you want to do that for a year? And again, I stayed with it for that long because I was seeing progress, but I invested heavily. So it took a little bit longer to like, be on the profitable side of that. That's um, that's very good advice for um, those of us seeking coaching. I thought we were going to talk about how to start a, a six-figure business as a coach, but this actually evolved into how to really receive coaching, which I think is equally mm -hmm. important. Um, you know, mm -hmm. you can use a lot of the advice you gave, gave from either side in that you know, we expect immediate results. Like, well, I, mm -hmm. I swiped the card, you know, where's my ROI? Um, mm -hmm. And that it's okay to give yourself a little bit of grace and, and flexibility in, um, mm -hmm. in making that money back. Yeah, yeah. And you, but you do want to hold yourself accountable to making it back and doing all that's within your control to make it back, meaning it's easy to blame the coach or it's easy to blame the program that didn't work for me. But here's the thing, if you've invested like three or four programs or coaches and they all didn't work, what's the common denominator? The hard answer is you, right? So then you have to look at what's happening within you. Are you, not impl are you only consuming and not implementing? 
are you allowing going back to the mindset are you allowing the fears the doubts maybe imposter syndrome to stand in the way like what's really going on and that that's the harder work so you do want to make sure like you're not just always investing you want to meet trust yourself and hold yourself to be accountable to make that money back I think that that's really good. Um, and when you speak to holding yourself accountable, what does that look like in, you know, black and white, not really the gray area? Because we yes. talk about accountability and mm -hmm. how do you hold yourself accountable? Like, what does that look yeah. like? so for me it's working in my working hours so if i say i'm going to work when my daughter's in school and my work day for example is like eight eight to four or nine to four or something like that then i'm going to work unless i'm like sick or my daughter's sick or something like that um i'm going to i'm going to show up and i'm going to work in those hours and it's not just busy work it's revenue producing work so I don't do any paid advertisement right now. So for me, it's connecting with people. It's developing relationships, not from the place of like trying to sign a client and being graspy and weird, but just like connecting with people and meeting with people and talking with people and um, doing Facebook lives and all the, all the things that can help to generate clients. And so I, I know, for me, my business, what brings in money. And that's how I hold myself accountable. Cause it's easy for me to be in my working day and go consume more content or listen to a podcast or go into my own coaches like program and just listen to all her videos. But then I'm, I'm hiding, I'm not showing up and I'm not gonna bring in revenue. So then I'll be less likely to have that return on the investment. So for me, it's, I have like usually three priorities of the day of something that I know will bring it, have a likelihood of bringing in money. And before I do like the consuming of the content or what I consider like fun stuff, I, I will do the revenue producing stuff. Not to say, I, I said that with hesitation because it's not like I, I, I want to, work from force or pressure either so i've learned how to make some of my revenue producing activities fun and creative so i'm not just like having to drag myself through my day because that's not enjoyable either <laughs> yeah no but that's very good advice because i mean even myself i'll be like well i'm watching a course it's not like i'm watching you know soap operas or something i'm doing something for my business but you're right mm -hmm. those nobody's gonna pay you to watch a course or to listen mm -hmm. you know to a podcast or anything like that so you kind of have separated out you know i'm not just working in general i'm working at these activities and you've kind mm -hmm. of set them out so every day you kind of have three or so main mm -hmm. accomplishments that you set out to seek and is that kind of how you know not that you could check out but kind of like you know what i met my goals for this day mm -hmm. and now maybe i have like a little bit of more free time maybe now i can listen to a podcast or you know yeah yeah exactly that that's mm -hmm. kind of how i do it i, I don't want to again I, I try not to do it 
because I have a story from my past, like just how we grew up, where if we weren't productive, then we were kind of lazy and we had all these lists and then we could like play with our friends, that sort of thing. And, and if I operate from that mentality, then my business, it doesn't feel fun and I get into hustling mentality. So for me, it is, it's, it's learning how to find flow with my business where if I really don't feel in the mindset of connecting, then maybe I'll watch and I'll consume content that will spark that inspiration. But it's not hours. It might just be five or 10 minutes to shift the energy. And then I'll be in my flow and I'll go do the revenue producing activities. So it doesn't have to be like this rigid structure. Um, it can also have room for flexibility and, and flow too. I like that. Um, I like that advice for having to, when you don't feel it, don't force it, but mm -hmm. try to find something that will shift you back into flow because mm -hmm. I do feel like it's very easy to get into a downward spiral, but it's very difficult to climb out of that spiral. Like mm -hmm. once you get to the bottom, it's like, all right, well, I'm here now. I might as well grab the remote and some ice cream versus try, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Totally. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, I feel like you've given us so much um, really good advice um, in how to operate in a business, how to find a work-life balance, how to work with a coach. I feel like a mm -hmm. lot of us, get coaches or we get into mentorship programs and we don't know how to function or get the most out of it. Yeah. So there's no success. There's no finish line. It's, you know, you, it, even speaking of myself, who's invested in a lot, I didn't really know what that looked like. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. well, I invested all this money, so it should come flowing right in any second now. Cause I invested in myself and that's the first step. And then when it doesn't mm -hmm. happen, um, I never really question the coaching because if you can see other people having results, you know, yes. it's coaching, yes. um, but I didn't really know what that looked like for, you know, myself, like, well, how do I get these results? And you let me realize I never really had an outcome or a target goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's one thing, like if the, if that's not part of the coach's protocol, you can still do it for yourself. And, and for me, for that coach, I did invest in one year. It, it was, I realized after the fact, so, cause I, I looked at first, I was beating myself up. I was like, I just invested for a year and I didn't get my money back. And then I thought about it. And for a while, because I realized I was like in a negative funk because of it. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like my whole entire schedule changed. Like I am home now on the weekends. I am home now in the evenings. That's like priceless to me because now I'm, I'm I didn't I'm not missing moments with my daughter. Like I'm I can look back now when she's 18 and like off and hopefully independent. <laughs> we'll see. Like I can look back and be like I was there for her. We made so many memories and I was not like hustling around the clock during that time. And I am so grateful. So I got all that I needed and more from that year of coaching. Um, and that's what taught me to like, okay, I just need to go into every container, like very specific, 
on what is my target for that length of time working in that program. Yeah, I really like that. And I'm also going to take some of those steps and uh, relook at some of the programs I've either joined in the past or am in right now and not just mm -hmm. look at it through the eyes of how much money did I make, but like how much progress did I make? You know, uh -huh. yeah, dollars, but I do have XYZ finished or I do think differently about that. And I think that's often overlooked from coaching. Mm -hmm. you know, like yeah, 100%. Million dollars, it was a waste of money and it was a scam. But like you just said, having control of your time and having set working hours and having the ability to turn off that need to be productive um, or to have something to fall back on and activity to do when those thoughts come up. I think that is priceless. Mm -hmm. You're getting your mind. Yeah. Yeah, and that created the the space for me to hit revenue, bigger revenue goals. Because soon after that, that's when I doubled, tripled my income. So it it created the space where if I tried to force through that, it 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 would have crashed and burned. So I had to do that work for first. And sometimes we don't know what work that is that we need to do ourselves till we're like doing it. That's the tricky part. That's the benefit of a coach too. Right, right. Because they're from the outside looking in and it's very easy for them to pick up on patterns, even that you don't recognize in yourself. Mm -hmm. um, they'll pick it up, you know, they'll call you on it um, and help you work through it. So I do like that side of coaching, but I do think that many of us don't know how to be coached. Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right, so now we're going to get into the Rainmaker round. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Awesome. I know uh, you have a busy day, or not overly busy, but That's right. you probably have, <laughs> you want to work on your business and, and finish yes. your school tasks. Um, so I just like to ask people, um, what is the last conference you attended, and what is the biggest gem you learned from that conference? Mm. Yeah, so the last conference I attended was with my coach. Uh, it was a three-day mastermind event, and I did it virtually. And I figured out the three essentials that I wanted to focus on for my business for this quarter, which is huge because I have a hard time. I get easily distracted, like shiny object. I'm like, squirrel, ooh, that looks good. But for me to, like, you know, Focus only, uh, like constrained to those three topics where everything I learn, everything I do come, comes back to these three things. Now I'm seeing a lot of growth in those three areas, which will flow over into other areas of my business. But learning that focus has been really helpful. Okay. So pick three things to focus on per quarter and really mm. hone in on those. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love that. that is good actionable advice um, yeah. and we are at the start of a new quarter the final quarter mm -hmm. of 2022 so that would be a really good thing to figure out what three things do we all want to focus on to bring in the new year so great advice mm -hmm. um, what book are you reading right now I'm reading Gap Selling by Keenan and I like it he writes mostly to the 
the salesperson who works maybe for a corporation or like a SaaS company, a software company or something like that. But um, a lot of his selling process is very uh, complementary to how my own coach teaches consultations, how to work through consultations. So to see it in writing from a slightly different perspective, um, I'm getting a, a ton of useful information from that book uh, that I've heard before, but now I can like add more details to or refine. I have a lot of pages uh, dog marked, so it's great for the service-based provider as well. And that's gaps. You said gap selling. Gap, gap selling. Yeah, G-A-P selling. All right, I'm going to pick it up because <laughs> yeah, we never one. have enough books about selling because we're all selling something all the time. Right. 100%. What are uh, words you live by? That's a great question. Um, it depends on the moment and the day, but usually it's I'll figure it out. Whatever, if it's if it's a health diagnosis that catches me surprise, by surprise, if it's an area of my business that I'm struggling with, or as a mom, like we're all learning there, I'll, I'll figure it out. Oh, it's all right. I've got this one step at a time. <laughs> Perfect. Um, give yourself one piece of advice you wish you knew at the start of your six plus figure journey. Hmm keep going like just believe in yourself take action from the the belief instead of the fear that it won't work okay and finally how can we follow you how can we i'm sure there's a lot of service-based listeners um and wellness coaches that's a you know i'm really excited to see how it is evolving because i've you know people used to make fun of me when i would go to some of these different practitioners and they're like you know that snake oil and i'm like oh well I <laughs> um, but now it's so much more mainstream yeah you kind of feel vindicated like see now you're yes to do these yeah, like i was the leader here <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like you would be a really great coach for some people. Um, you know, I know you limit it to the, the wellness coaches, but I even got mm -hmm. so much information. Oh, good. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I work, I mean, it's, it's, a, I work with a lot of service, but I've, I have worked with an interior designer before I've worked with, um, currently I have, I work with a dating coach and she's killing it over in France. So, um, I, I do work with a, mostly it's wellness entrepreneurs, but I do get occasionally an, an outlier, uh, and they can find me at igniteyourwellness.com. The your is with the U-R, so it's ignite you are wellness.com and uh on the website they can if if they're interested you can sign up for a free consult right now there's no obligations just to learn more about the work working with me if they're really interested or uh, i have a, a free training it's get clients blueprint you can they can go and download that and then from the website they can go to the podcast or follow me along on instagram Okay, perfect. Well, we'll make sure to have all your links in the show notes. Mm -hmm. um, this was a really great um, 
interview. So um, yeah, I got thank a lot you. out of it. I'm sure if you're watching this, you learned a lot um, as well, not just about success, but about, or not just about monetary success, but about what true success looks like um, mm -hmm. and having a full life balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I'll uh, be sure to, to rewatch this just so I can, you know, jot a few notes down and implement some of these things. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Allison. I really appreciate your time. You too. This has been an Alive Podcast production.